There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meat, mesquite, repeat. Make the trip. You won't be so Sorry, go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. A little bit of everything. I do some singing, some dancing, some chatting with the guests, the skits, the monologues, the comedy. Wonderful comedy. It really is a lot of fun. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Thursday. It's the morning sickness. Hi, it's 545. My name's John Holmberg. There's Brady Bogan, Brett Fessley, Big Dick Toledo, and uh, we're off and running already. Closing in on the weekend, which ain't so bad at all. The evenings are getting very no, nice. Really start, oh, don't start it, Brady. Oh, thanks, don't, man. What did he just yeah. do? What did he just do? He gave us a week. Screwed us. You blew it. You blew it. This is the annual stupid conversation that people nope. in the city have. Yes, it it's is. all good. And in two weeks, when you're like, can you believe it? It's October. It's 105 degrees outside. Don't want to hear it. I'll just say it was gorgeous this morning when I went out to the Lovely car. Lovely outside yes. when the sun's not up. Yeah. We know that. <laughs> Shut up about how it's getting better. We all know it's not. I got a bet on it, so. <laughs> you got a little fan uh, on that? Oh, man, this yep. guy's got trouble. <laughs> He's Arch Leister. Something's happened to him. Uh, yeah, and then the heat thing. I got uh, my, first, my first thing I want to say is congratulations. There's two sides to this. Mesa uh, High School uh, got evacuated yesterday. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, yeah. All 3,000 of those uh, gang members at Mesa High School were evacuated. <laughs> I went to Dobson. I cannot like Mesa and joke about it. You're all gang members. That's why. <laughs> and you're laughing. You're kind of like, He's right. Oh, absolutely. Am I right? Oh, Mason's yeah. Okay. You may not know that, Brady, but the Jackson. Mason Westwood. Well, Westwood, I don't know if they're- <laughs> They're their know. own gang. I don't even know if they can afford to be gang members. I know it's like the knives are too expensive. Mesa is gang members. I remember, I don't know if that's changed at all, but when I went to Dobson, it was like, if you get close to Mesa, I just turn around. They're like the Oakland Raiders of high schools in the East Valley. <laughs> that's true. Don't Actually, wear your gear. Don't wear anything that says Dobson on it. They'll knife you. They were a scary group. Well, anyway, they got a bomb threat or some device yesterday. And that 3,000 students booted, standing outside, 8.30 in the morning. So I got to hand it to these, uh, these little crooked individuals because by 10, they're, uh, uh, heat exhaustion. One of them had the bright idea to start acting like the heat was getting, it's 10 in the morning. You're from this city, standing outside. You weren't doing anything. You weren't exerting anything. You are just sitting out there. You're 16, 17 years old. Oh, oh, they start acting like they're going on. Then like 40 of them. Oh, 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 oh. And they're like, you brilliant little bastards. They ship them over to 
like other high schools. They brought in gyms. buses. Oh, they brought right? in buses to get them out of there. Oh, we got to get these kids out. These precious little angels are too fragile Emergency. to sit outside Emergency. in 90 degree weather this long while there's a bomb in there. So they moved them like, I don't know, just sent them home because you don't want to send Mesa jackrabbits out and about when their parents are at their second job trying to figure out how Convenience to Convenience store shelves will be wiped oh, out. Oh, my God. The whole area would be just robbed. Toledo, your kid went to Mountain View, and they all came to your school. They had to be. All, yeah, both boys. They I don't were, know they what I locked down in their own classes. Of course, the Mesa Jackrabbits are there. <laughs> I wouldn't know what I'd want more: a bomb threat or the entire student body of Mesa High School over at my school. I'd be like, all right, kids, we're not going anywhere. The Jackrabbits are nearby. So Alex was mad because he was like, "Yeah, Dad, they fed them first, and then when we went to lunch, we didn't have anything left." But hand it to them because they're brilliant. They pretended they were having heat strokes, yep. like by the dozens. And if and if and if anybody wants to call and go, it's real. Those then your kids are too fragile to be out on this planet. Because if you can't stand outside, then then American kids are too fat and lazy to be alive. Because standing out in the oh, it's nine in the morning. It must be ninety two degrees out. Oh, 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 I'm going out. I'm going out. And then for like, reference, this morning at nine a.m. it's going to be eighty eight. Right. It's beautiful. Eighty eight. It's what you do on the beach. Right. You stand in it. Sometimes it gets over into the nineties. If you're too out of shape. To be in the sun in the morning for a couple hours. Plus, they, but they were underneath the football well, stands, look, John. They, they were, they were, they were in protected. the shade. They were, they're smart. Uh, they're, the gang members are. Right. They're, you know, they're not book smart, but they'll figure out how to scam the system. And Future politicians, yeah, right exactly. there at Mesa High. They're the ones. <laughs> I used to be a gang member at Mesa High. Now I want to be your city councilman. <laughs> <laughs> so I just had to tip my cap to those kids. That's exactly what we'd have done at Dobson. They'd have tried to. Load us out there onto the thing. One of us would have been like, watch this. Oh, oh, oh. And they know that the teachers have no chance of going, shut the f- up. It's 88 Toughen degrees. Up. Toughen up. You can't do it because if one kid's really suffering from something, then that's so, but they had like 40 or 50 of them to start acting like the heat was cooking them. And I'm like, you pansy ass geniuses. But anyway, those, those, those kids out there. And, and credit to the Mesa School District also for not letting. Uh, that particular group of kids loose because when I hear <laughs> if I had a friend who said oh my kid goes to Mesa I would I would go into like 360 defense mode I'm gonna get stabbed any minute now he's coming from some direction that boy's got a get knife. him on the buses those Mesa jackrabbits have knives they have knife training class at Mesa how to stab <laughs> how to stab a civilian it's a true that's true I know that for sure is that an elective or is it's, that no it's requirement oh, it's, it's a required okay. class you can't you can't get through that just it isn't like auto shop. <laughs> It's not an elective. You get that as part of math. Darn it. Reading, writing, stabbing. <laughs> we used to make them in metal class, but that's all. That was just to keep Everybody any did. of yeah. the other uh, yeah. kids of color away from your high school. You guys were afraid that uh, at any given time now you would be. Kids of color. You, you'd be, you wouldn't Go to be, school in Montana. Yeah, he, look, he, Brady, Brady's got Montana. Kid of time. color. <laughs> I've been a kid of color. I've been to Brady's hometown. Nuh-uh. Well, the Golden easy. Bears should be called the uh, the Lily White Golden Bears. <laughs> and they know it, and they keep it that way. I didn't realize Columbus, was uh, when I was there, was so divided, and that by a freeway, where half the city is the urban population, the other half is Brady's That's where the Brady's POCs family. go to school? <laughs> well, they just don't go over the <laughs> – and neither shall pass. It's like it's the Midwest. My neighborhood, there's a city called Munster. The north side of that is uh, Gary. And south of that is a bunch of redneck hillbillies, that, and neither of them really cross into the other. There's a couple cities, and you start getting into that. It's like, why don't you get south there, man? Get past months to go home. It would be a pattern in Ohio, because when I was in Toledo, Ottawa Hills was that way. Oh, yeah. Oh, every city. Yeah, you always have a suburb in every city. Everywhere's It's like a Bronx tale. You can't go past the subway tracks. That's right. Unless you're going to date that hot girl who can't act. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) That's the only thing that would make it worth it.
And then Molotov cocktails start floating around. Kids <laughs> die. That's Mesa High that's School. Mesa that's High, Mesa yeah. High. <laughs> Mesa High is the other side of the Bronx Tale. Only it's just Mesa. It's 3,000 Mason kids. And I don't know I don't know how the Mormons escaped going to Mesa. They found other schools to go to, but Mesa High always scared me. Just the mere mention of it is horrifying. But I got Mountain View. They ship them all up to Mountain View. Yeah. Yeah. Mountain View was the Mormons. That's right. Yeah. Mormon View is what it's called. That's right. But uh, <laughs> so yeah. are they going today? I wonder. You know, after, I think they got the, the scary device out. In the well, they, heat, well, you they said they didn't find it. a device. It was just a phone call. No, they oh, did. They, they found something it, eventually. Backpack, it was a right? Wii remote with like a <laughs> couple of uh, wires attached to it. Like it was crude, but they did find something. But it wasn't oh, a device. Okay. Yeah. So there's a kid that two kids actually that. They're trying, but there are like Chris knows a bunch of kids in Mesa, and this probably feeds into your your theme yeah, here. But, stabbed, uh, stabbed, they're like, listen, something's going on. We're not going to school today. Yeah, there were rumors on the internet. Yeah, I remember when they used to do that to us at Dobson and Rhodes too. So there's a uh, they would tell us everyone needs to evacuate to the safety area. There's been a bomb scare. <laughs> the kids are like, really? oh, they would tell us every time somebody called in a bomb threat. We're all going to have to stand outside within a hundred feet of the school and watch the school blow up. That they had just no teach plan. The jackasses to exactly. Do that? So we figured it out. I think my friend Todd Link has made about twenty calls. <laughs> Todd blew up the uh, fire thing once and pulled the alarm on it there. And Don't they have ink on him? Like a squid, yeah. And turned his hand black. And firefighters came and yelled at Todd. And- At Upper Arlington, they would make an announcement whether it's morning or afternoon, but it would just be over the general thing. Yeah. Person of color is yeah. approaching the building. We're going to all have to lock down. It looks like we've got the somebody from... sirens are going off. Somebody from <laughs> south of the freeway is uh, nearby. Yeah, it was... Uh, but they do that, and I, I never understood that. I'm like, well, we're within like 80 feet. If the bomb goes off... We're screwed. We're, we're, we're just all in a pile. If anything, a smart person who wants to bomb the kids uh, would put it out in the field. Where we all stood for safety and then call in a bomb threat. Yeah. And then you blow up all the kids. Because we, we all stood in a gaggle. Like, they took, like we were all kind of in different spaces. <laughs> Moving them. And then like, all right, all of you stand in one spot now. It's like, that's smart. It's like the night before, you just go dig a hole and you put, look, I'm not telling you how to do your job, but <laughs> if you're a bomber, <laughs> the place to do it is this stupid spot where they put us all. If you're going to do like Mesa, evidently, they go put them on the football field. All right. That's where we put the thing. Stupid. I'm they're, just glad they didn't put them to Dobson because that's by my house. Yeah, I know what it was. Oh, oh my God. My house. They start seeing Dobson Ranch and oh. man, we haven't hit this area. I know. Yeah, we got uh, on the night of graduation. The night of graduation. Night uh, b- before, actually. The night before graduation, my friend Chris Wellick and I were driving in his dad's, uh, I believe it was a, is that a Buick Park Avenue? The Park Avenue. Oh, yeah. Buick. Very Sweet. nice. Sweet. Same, same chassis as the Oldsmobile 98 Regency Bro. Yes. And I believe uh, later the La Sabra was a very similar. <laughs> we had his Park Avenue. We're driving around, not drinking, just being outside. And uh, we went by a house that had a Mesa Jackrabbits flag in front of it. So the people who were the, like, if you still have your high school flag in front of your house after you graduate, you're like the biggest loser on the planet. <laughs> so he's got a Mesa Jackrabbits flag in his front yard, and it was in Dobson territory. And we drove by, and I'll never forget uh, rolling the window down. This is the single most bigoted story I've got, by the way. And I didn't do it. <laughs> rolled the window down because this girl was standing there, and she, had, she was pretty. And it was like 1.30 in the morning, and rolled the window down. And Chris says, how you doing, baby? Because he didn't know what he was doing. 
He goes, how you doing, baby? And you just hear, who do you think you're talking to? <laughs> Look over, and there's like six guys just sitting in the uh, driveway garage <laughs> area, and they got really mad. And Chris goes, said something, you know, didn't sound like anything, but they evidently thought it did. So we take off in this very obvious Buick Park Avenue. The next thing you know, we're being chased by this, I don't know, I'm guessing, 1947 Ford pickup truck that's primer gray. <laughs> And there are dudes in the back. It was like the Taliban, like I was talking about. There were guys oh, yeah. sitting in the back of this thing. And they, we get to the stoplight at uh, Alma School and Guadalupe. And they're in the back. And Chris does what you're supposed to do when you're driving dad's park. You, you, you stop at the red light, right? They pull up next to us. And I swear to God, nine uh, very angry Mesa jackrabbits got out of that thing and attacked the, the Buick with Ajax and brooms. <laughs> cleaning supplies which made me as a passenger scared for my life and also this might be the funniest attack of all time but they had they had the jackrabbits flag and i'll never forget that big because it's like the michigan m oh yeah and, yeah and, it and, is. and it said jackrabbits when i, when I first it. saw it and i uh and i started but then we told the cop because the car was all damaged from the ajax cans <laughs> we told the police he goes i know who did this and he drove us right to their house and we're in the back of the car, and he's like, oh, that, is that? And we're like, that's them. And they're just standing there in this big, dumb truck. And that uh, was like right down the street from where I lived, so I couldn't be seen ever again by the jackrabbits. <laughs> well, that's, why I, that's why I fear the jackrabbits. That and Ajax. Yeah, I don't use Ajax anymore. I think a couple 409 cans <laughs> came floating over as well. But it was like, I mean, could, could they have picked a more stereotypical attack weapon? <laughs> Ready at hand. I mean, brooms and agents. Yeah. I'm like, oh, God. Yeah, using the supplies that were in the truck. And I'm like, oh, man, I can't tell this story, which is kind of the impetus to why I think if I were a murderer and I was a person of color, I would dress up as the most stereotypical thing and kill white people. Because when the, when the, in the middle of the day, because when the, when the witnesses start to identify you, the police are going to be like, come on, wait a minute, what did you say? Yeah, you know, it was a black guy. Uh, dressed as a slave, holding a bucket of Kentucky Fried Chicken, he shot my wife. I'm like, you're a liar. You're a liar. If I was a black person, I would kill white people all day long, and no one would ever even look for me. He had a watermelon under his arm. <laughs> He's holding a watermelon. He said he'd never pay child support, and he shot my wife. What are you saying? That's all he kept screaming. I'll never pay for my kids. You, realize you we can't- son of a bitch. We're not looking for you. He, he looked like he had buckwheat's hair and a bone in his nose. This? Like, well, you, this is a description you're giving of the murder. Yeah. Uh-huh. But then you try to tell the cops that nine Mexicans attacked us in an old pickup truck with Ajax and brooms. They're like, all right, what, all what right. really happened? I'm like, stop it. That's what really occurred. Cleaning supplies. Yeah, we got attacked with cleaning supplies. And then he had to tell his dad why the car was just all dinged up, but yet smelled very, very clean. <laughs> What's all this? There seems to be an abrasive cleaner like for bathtubs. and Yeah, it's all over. They, they, they attacked us with Comet and Ajax. Dad. No, really, Dad. It was hilarious, but it always makes me think of the Mesa Jackrabbits. So when I saw that story yesterday, first I first I think clever, and then I think uh, Mesa. So stabby and smart, a dangerous combination. But yeah, Mesa Jackrabbits. I, I give it to you, kids. And, and the best part is, is that I'm right about Mesa because most normal schools that have a, an incendiary device they're worried about going off will just go. All right, kids, we got to find you ways home today. School's canceled. Not Mesa Jackrabbits. They have to keep them, you know, it's like prison transfer. You move the jackrabbits over to other schools. You're not going home. None of you kids are on the loose, that's for sure. We'll put you, we're going to stick you at uh, Westwood, Mountain View. The poor kids at Mountain View were just shaking, trembling. It's because their parents are on work release. That's why they couldn't let them go home. Yeah, because real men were on their way over to the place. 
22, 23-year-old high school students who are about to invade Mountain View. <laughs> and yet that little kid with his tuba walking around there beating people, that's bad Yeah, news. why did they send him to me? I mean, why they just won't send, send, him home. send him home? Here, here's the reason. That's why, because you can't send him home and they got to put him somewhere. And the new principal at Mountain View is kind of a do-gooder. So he uh, offered. Okay. What he does said, that mean? Bring him here. He's just he's just one of those rah rah type type principles. He's a decent man who doesn't he's realize what he's man. doing. Yeah. yeah. So what did they the do? They just combo. sat around the, for the, the next gym four hours of the day. Exactly. That's exactly what they did. Because Wednesday's early release anyway. Okay. So uh, they they staged them all at Mountain View. Got a hold of their parents and said, "You can pick them all up at Mountain View." Which let's made, be honest, got a hold of their parents. <laughs> yeah. Which made pickup really fun yesterday at yeah. Mountain View. Yeah, that is a. What if you're a senior or something in Mesa and you just – can't you jump in your Impala and drive home or what? I mean, I mean uh, or do you have to go to Mountain View too? Yeah. Or someone's Impala. Mountain View should be spotless too. Or just hotwire the closest car. You're a Mesa jackrabbit for God's sake. Mountain View's going under construction right now, Brady, so it was spotless anyway. Well, they would have had Bruins and Ajax. Yeah, sure they would have. I mean, That's true. Loaded. Somebody. John, yeah. I went to Mesa, and the auto shop program isn't about fixing cars. You realize that, right? It's about how to hotwire steel catalytic converters in under three minutes. Yep. They have the let's go get some copper 101. <laughs> yeah, I am. I, I fear. And it's not. Look, this isn't a thing. Uh, this is like meth parents or Mesa. I, I just, I, the poor. Look, the valedictorian at Mesa has a C average. That's just to be honest. It's okay. Uh, Mesa High School scared me from jump, and I'll never, ever let that go. They were the rival scary school. Uh, John, Derek Zellner wouldn't even play at Mesa just in fear that they knew how to stab him in the Coach back. Clark wouldn't let him. He I'm was, not putting Zellner out there day. with those kids. They're crazy. Parents are all methed up. John, Shoot. Shove it up your ass. As a grad of Mesa High, I can say – with confidence, they yeah. produce some of the best landscapers in the valley. <laughs> now, I don't know about all that. But I do know that without it, the distribution of crystal methamphetamine in this city takes quite a hit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, it's, it was a tough school. Let's, I'm just saying it was a tough school. I played baseball with a lot of kids from Mesa Mountain View, and Tim Brown uh, uh, looked like the lead singer of Men at Work. Colin Hay. I don't know how he did it, but he was like 13 years old and he looked like Lee. His mother wouldn't stop the car to drop him off at baseball oh, practice. <laughs> she would roll. She would roll. She Idle. Would, Tim Idle had to speed. jump out of this. And old, get his gear too? And I'm like, you kids at Mesa High are tough as nails. He went to Mesa and the Westwood kids were envious Westwood of how tough Tim was. Tough. Tim was just this like just stringy white kid. Just He jumped out of the car. He ended up transferring to Dobson because I think he got stabbed too many times. But he ended up – his mom would drop him off at baseball practice, and you'd hear, like, this car coming. I had a Redbird Elementary School, and we're all sitting there. Here comes Tim. It's like a mile away. Here comes Tim. And the car would pull in the parking lot, like, screeching almost, but then not stopping. Five, six miles an hour, the door would open. Tim would roll out. Glove would fly out. So is <laughs> so it that ready she couldn't go. stop it because it would stall, or she couldn't stop it because <laughs> – Both. She, I think probably. she didn't. First off <laughs> – she had somewhere to be, probably. Right. Well, she had two hours free while he's at practice. Two hours free. <laughs> she was going to another job. Second, uh, I don't think she loved Tim that much. And B, yeah, I think the car stalled if she stopped. John, I saw this on the news. I got to be honest. I thought it was a quinceanera, not an evacuation. <laughs> All right. that's See, I'm not being racist. But it did kind of look like that. <laughs> they evacuated a quinceanera. <laughs> That would be beautiful. <laughs> Kingston, your evacuation, all those dresses and gowns. 
But yeah, the, I just I, I'm look. I'm tipping my cap to the Mesa Jackrabbits. That was a cool thing to go. Hey, just let's pretend we're having a heat stroke and watch these people lose their minds that they're killing kids. Uh, they had the bomb threat, and then the kids started to drop out. None of you had heat stroke, and if any of you guys had one, that's American kids in a nutshell. I'm too weak to stand outside. <gasps> There's that Facebook commercial where that kid like says, "I'm lost." Like he uses Facebook to tell, and then everybody else on the thing is a freak, and at the end it says, you know, it's okay to be lost. No, it's not. It happens, but it's not okay. It's not an acceptable form of living your life, being lost. And they're trying to tell them, like, oh, it's all right to be lost. Stay lost. <laughs> no. <laughs> when you feel lost, do what you can to overcome that. You're going to feel lost. It should be the message. Sometimes you feel lost. You have to adapt and overcome. It's not okay to be lost. It's a thing that happens. It's not unusual to feel lost, but don't live your life thinking, well, this is just fine. It's not. You'll end up feeling lost more often than not if you accept it. It's okay to be depressed, but don't stay depressed. It's all right to feel lost all the time. Just do it. Embrace it. Find other lost people. Would you ever tell that to somebody who's in the woods? I've been here for three days. I'm so lost. It's okay to be lost. And then just leave them? Follow your heart. No, they'd kill you. It would kill you yeah. and eat your body. Yeah. You're like, it is not okay to be lost. Lead me back to not lost. Maybe it's what happened with that lady hiker earlier in the week. It's okay to be yeah, lost. Yeah, somebody told her. It's, you know what? I've seen this Facebook commercial and the new generation of people You'll says be all it's, right. it's okay to be lost. I'm going to go somewhere else. <laughs> like, yeah, what? But I think I see power lines. Yeah, nope. Well, no. you're not, nope. you, it's okay you're to not. stay lost. You should probably walk a direction you're not familiar with. Idiots. So, Mesa, I'm proud of you. Uh, for the first time ever, I say, Mesa Jackrabbits, great job. And no one died, which is a shock when you get angry 3,000 jackrabbits. I'm saying that school scared me to death. We had a little league game over there at Mesa, Mesa High. And uh, I was 15. I think it was the last year of Little League. We went over and played on their field. And the team Different the, vibe. Oh, man, I'm telling you, the team we played, that was the fastest group of short people I've ever been around in my life. My, I was playing shortstop, and I remember we had a pitcher throw to this kid, and he was like four feet tall. He was a leadoff hitter. I'm like, don't walk him because he's got no strikes on. First pick, gone. I'm like, whoa, that kid just <laughs> jacked it. Well, travel. The the cleanup hitter was even smaller. He was just. It looked like the bat was going to crush him. Gone. Center field. I'm like, what are these? These guys are on some sort of a steroid. We got clobbered by these tiny little people. That just slaughtered us. And I played basically in the Westwood Little League. So we were like Mesa Light. Anyway, what are you going to do? You played with Westwood kids? Yeah, I was, I was in this weird neighborhood that was kind of in between Westwood and Rhodes. Oh, man. So I started playing in Little League in the Westwood side. And uh, then I just ended up. Did you up have to cross the freeway? Staying there. Uh, no, there wasn't one yet. This guy, oh. this guy, Cody, works for Mesa Public Schools, and he said Westwood is the Guadalupe of Mesa Public Schools. Is it? Yeah, that's I what he said. Yeah. I thought no. it was better. I don't know. That's what he's saying. I went to night school at Westwood. What? Yeah, because I had to. I <laughs> failed Spanish. Doubling up. You failed Spanish. Failed Spanish. They're like, what? we'll get it to you. Don't worry. You'll get it. You'll get at least a C. You just be surrounded by. It. No, I had to double up all my senior year, and they didn't have enough classes at Dobson, so I had to go to night school at Westwood because I just didn't go to school my junior year. That's how easy high school is. You can do it in a year if you want to. John, this is Jeremiah. <laughs> uh oh. My son gets out of the car from school yesterday. And he looks at me and he says, Daddy, don't ask me to do yard work. My legs are not working today. 
said, get your ass to work. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Damn right. I didn't have an option. I remember once I was asleep on the floor when my dad came home from work and he expected the lawn mowed. You? And before I was awake, I was standing up in the front yard. <laughs> I had been picked up and put on my feet and moved from floor to outside. And he's just pointing. It's like 130 out. And he goes, I went to work today. You're not going to sleep all goddamn day. Huh? What? <laughs> Mower's running. Huh? I don't have any shoes on. I don't care. Okay. And I'm just pushing this thing around with like seeing birds and floaties in my eyes because I'm literally still sleeping. Yeah, that wasn't an option for me to say. I don't feel I'm a little lost, Daddy. You know what? You wouldn't be lost doing circles out there in the front yard with that lawnmower. Get on it. But Saved by the Bell is out. <laughs> I'm, I'm fascinated by Brady. I never got to pick what we ate. Ever. I still don't think I could go to my mom's house and tell her what we're going to eat. Kirby tells you where you're going to dinner. That's amazing. Well, to we ask her, what do, you, what do you want? Yeah. What are you up for? It doesn't always, you know, pans away, but she does I have never had that option. Yeah. Yeah, I never had that. I never, never was asked. She does I was told where we were going. We would go to Longhorn Steakhouse. I found Steakhouse out where we were going. Yeah. yeah. I would say, like, you know, how about this? And, okay. And then we'd go somewhere else. It was almost like they did it just to say you don't ever get a say. <laughs> yeah. And we do that sometimes. I was never told yes yeah. or no. It's like, hey, I'd love to go to this place. Mm-hmm. Well, we're, oh, okay, we're going to where you want to go. I see. Well, my dad wanted something. We got it. That was the, That's how that worked. You want Carl's Jr.? No. I'll have a uh, big star burger. Well, we're going to Carl's Jr., aren't we? <laughs> he just wanted that. We get it. Uh, it's 6.09. Let's get a wake-up song. Maybe something for our friends at Mesa High. Very proud of you kids. The, the, the duping of the adults and how handcuffed they are to your every move uh, amazes me. Just pretend you're having a heat stroke and not one teacher can say, knock it off. You can't tell kids that they're wrong now. Because you'll get sued like crazy. And you guys hold, by the way, high school kids, you hold all the power. Play pretend you're having a seizure today. Eight of you. Eight or nine of you. They'll, they'll close the school for like eight days. No, it was a seizure. It was a seizure outbreak. They were all faking. Oh, man, we can't take that risk. They'll close the school for eight days. If you went out of school for a few weeks, uh, talk to about 12 kids. You don't need to start shooting up everything. Start to, start to talk to other kids about uh, of covid Start pretending you got the call. Like a hundred of you go to the nurse in one day, going, "I can't taste anything," and your school's closed. Headache? For yeah, you, I got a headache. I don't know what's going on, but I can't taste. And then two you or have three ten of days off. They don't, yeah, you know. and all your friends have to do it. And this it's dude's gold. calling you out. All right, you guys were afraid of Mesa High. Yeah, how big of pusses were you in high school? Huge. I know Dobson was full of a bunch of spoiled little bitches, but <laughs> yeah. afraid of Mesa High. Completely so <laughs> pathetic. Westwood, on the other hand, <laughs> yeah. Look, we weren't we weren't unafraid of Westwood. Snobson just didn't want to look into it anymore. Snobson was looking at Corona, going, "Hey, sister, that's just, that's about <laughs> Corona's always that been was that the way other then? school we looked at. Like, hey guys, want to hang? We were the popped collars, whether we wanted to be or not, compared to Westwood and Mesa. Yeah, we were afraid of you. Chandler was on the on the list too, but oh yeah, there was no reason to go out there to be afraid of Chandler. The old Chandler High School was horrifying. Really? Oh, yes. The one downtown? Oh, yeah. When they changed. You oh, got to yeah. remember before before oh. downtown Chandler was downtown Chandler yeah. that it is. It was yeah. it was a cesspool It's Shatipa town now. <laughs> it was a demilitarized yeah. zone. It was. It was. It was. Oh, there wasn't a sign in English up there no, by that school. You go by everything. Really? I didn't know yeah. what a Mercado was until I went by Chandler High for baseball stuff. We went by Chandler High and it was like, Mercado? Why is why are there so many injury accident lawyers? Over here? <laughs> What's a carniceria? <laughs> yeah, what, what is day to day insurance? 
<laughs> what is that? Aren't we all day today? Oh, there was loads of it, and flag flag pop up things were everywhere, and yeah, before they uh, did whatever they did to downtown Chandler and made Shatipa town, yeah, that place was not. Uh, you didn't want to go hang around there, and then that San Marcos resort there's is still just like centered two, in there. Yeah, still right in the like middle, about yep. a two block area. Oh, there's still areas there. that yeah. they haven't torn down yet, but they haven't figured out how to get you know new restaurants in. But they will because now it's really nice. Downtown Chandler's pretty. They did a nice job, but it's Shatipa Town. If you pay attention to South Park, they took the Shatipa Town and they made a <laughs> they made like an Indian name out of it. That's where the uh, Chandler police found the uh, avalanche that your car sideswiped my car. Yeah, the one that oh, didn't we drive over there? Yeah, didn't right. we go to the guy's yeah, house yeah. to confirm it? Didn't we knock on the door, or did um, we get we didn't get out? We didn't get out. We yeah. drove by and just confirmed. Yep, that's the, the ride. The car that smashed into Brady's car, and we bravely went into that. We wouldn't have done that in the eighties and nineties. Brady no. wouldn't have been. Would have been like they can have your car. You just <laughs> dropped your torn up car there, and they'd have fixed it and kept it. Wake up song five eight five nine eight hundred. A good one. We'll scream it together. It's ninety eight KUP. Wake up! Whoa, whoa, whoa! What the hell? Ninety eight. I'm not cool with this at all. K-U-P-D. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.